Hello, and welcome to The Context. My name is Scott Pruitt, and I'm an anchor with News China. With our podcast, we aim to provide insight into the current trends of modern China, allowing you to clearly see what's happening today through a historical lens. Today we're going to talk about the latest blockbuster that debuted during the traditional spring festival holiday, which has evoked interest in and admiration for a national hero who lived during the Southern Song Dynasty about a thousand years ago. River Red, a period film directed by acclaimed Chinese director Zhang Yimou, has emerged as the highest-grossing film during the recently concluded Spring Festival holiday, generating total box office revenue of a whopping 3.5 billion yuan, about 521 million U.S. as of February 1st. The blockbuster film. The title of which is eponymous with a well-known poem written by Song Dynasty military general Yue Fei, who lived from 1103 to 1142, revolves around a series of historical events surrounding Yue's death. The popularity of the film has sparked public admiration for the national hero and witnessed a surge in tourism in Yue's hometown in Tangyin in central China's Hunan province. Several sources state that Yue was born into a poor peasant family in the year 1103. He was named Fei, meaning to fly, because allegedly at the time of his birth, a large bird flew crowing over the house. Despite the family's poverty, Yue was studious, reading history books, practicing archery, and studying military tactics. In 1125. The Jurchen-ruled Jin Dynasty, lasting from 1115 to 1234 in northern China, invaded the Song territory. After witnessing many people being slaughtered or enslaved, Yue decided to join the Song army. His mother showed support and encouragement by tattooing four Chinese characters across his back: Jin Zhong Bao Guo, literally "Serve the country with utmost loyalty." Starting as an ordinary soldier, he got promoted quickly and earned a reputation for his keen military insight and extraordinary martial arts skills. In 1127, the Jin army besieged the Song capital of Bianliang, which is the present-day Kaifeng in central China's Hunan province, and captured the eighth Song emperor Huizong and ninth emperor Qianzong, along with most members of the imperial court. This event is known as the Jing Kong Incident in history because it took place during the Jing Kong era of the reign of Emperor Qianzong. This marked the end of the Northern Song Dynasty, which lasted from 960 to 1127. But there was one imperial member who made a lucky escape because he was not in the capital city at the time. It was Zhao Go, the ninth son of Emperor Huizong and younger brother of Emperor Qianzong. With the assistance of the remaining Northern Song's loyal generals and officials, 
He reestablished the Song Empire in Yingtianfu, the present-day city of Xiangqiu in central China's Henan province. With significantly reduced territory, this new empire was called the Southern Song Dynasty, which lasted from 1127 to 1279. Zhao Go, now Southern Song's first emperor, Gao Zong, was continuously hunted by the Jin. Thus, he was forced to evade and remain hidden from them. To manage such an unstable situation, he appealed to all forces of Song to fight against the Jin and protect his new regime. Yue tried several times to persuade Emperor Gao Zong to fight and take back the lost lands and people, but he was turned down because the emperor feared that the release of his father and elder brothers would threaten his claim to the throne. Eventually, Yue was demoted and finally removed from the imperial army. At that time, many of Song's loyal generals and officials still had strong will to fight against the Jin. Moreover, most civilians in northern China didn't want to be ruled by the Jin. Many of them voluntarily organized armies and kept fighting. Yue joined them and gradually established his own army, the Yue Family Army, whose soldiers were carefully trained and strictly disciplined. The Yue Family Army, along with other loyalist forces, engaged the Jin Army and prevented it from advancing by taking advantage of the difficulty they had using their cavalry in the rivers and hills of southern and central China. In the meantime, Yue was able to increase the size of his army and suppress rebellions in the southern Song territory. In the year 1133, Emperor Gaozong summoned Yue and his eldest son Yue Yun in the southern Song capital of Lin'an which is the present-day Hangzhou in East China's Zhejiang province. The emperor granted them armor, bows, and arrows, and rode on a silk banner praising Yue's loyalty. He also assigned General Niu Gao and others to Yue's army. It was then that the Yue family army began to take shape with more than 20,000 soldiers. After Emperor Gaozong learned of the death of his father, former Emperor Huizong, he began planning to fight the Jin in earnest and retrieve the lost lands as his throne would no longer be contested. He nominated Yue as the chief commander of the Southern Song Army. They marched northward, defeated Jin's main troop, and took back many lost lands, including six military strongholds in the middle reaches of the Yangtze River. This was the first time that the Southern Song regime recovered a large area of lost territory. Yue was appointed governor of the Qingyuan Army in present-day South China's Guangxi-Zhuang Autonomous Region, the highest officer in charge of local civil and military affairs. However, his attempt to push further north and recover all lost territory was opposed by the peace faction within the imperial court, headed by Prime Minister Qin Hui, who believed that to further wage war would be too costly. Just when the reunification of the Song Empire became extremely possible, Yue was summoned back by the emperor. This meant that all their efforts and achievements over the last decade and all the lands and people they had recovered would be lost again to their enemy. Greatly disheartened, Yue retired from the army, and in order to observe the mourning period for his mother, who passed away in 1136, he handed over the military leadership to his subordinate, doing so without permission from the emperor. 
Emperor Gao Zong used UFA's success as an important bargaining chip to sign a truce with the Jin in 1138. He agreed to give back all the lands that Song's armies had won back and offered a great tribute each year, respecting Jin as the sovereign. Two years after signing the treaty in the year 1140, Jin reneged on their promise and invaded Song again. Stricken with panic, Emperor Gaozong summoned Yu Fei back to lead the Song army. Under the command of Yue, and with the assistance of many volunteer armies in the Jin-controlled northern lands, the Song army kept winning and recovered more and more lost territory. Just when Yue Fei was threatening to force his way into the Jin capital, Emperor Gaozong followed the advice of the peace faction and ordered Yue to return. Yue Fei defied the order at first, but the emperor sent twelve orders in the form of gold plaques in succession to call him back. Knowing that the Jin would soon reoccupy the lands he had just recovered, Yuefei wrote in tears his most celebrated poem, Full River Red, which reflected his outrage toward the Jin invaders, as well as his sorrow for the wasted efforts to recoup the lost lands and people. Famed translator Xu Yuanchong a professor at Peking University who died at the age of 100 in 2021, had translated Yue's poem as The River All Red. Wrath sets on end my hair. I lean on railings where I see the drizzling rain has ceased. Raising my eyes toward the skies, I heave long sighs, my wrath not yet appeased. To dust is gone the fame achieved in thirty years. Like cloud-veiled moon the thousand-mile land disappears. Should youthful heads in vain turn gray, we would regret for I lost our capitals. What a burning shame! How can we generals quench our vengeful flame? Driving our chariots of war We'd go to break through our relentless foe. Valiantly we'd cut off each head. Laughing we'd drink the blood they shed. When we've conquered our lost land, In triumph return our army grand. The Jin also realized that the Southern Song would not be easily defeated, so they were prepared to negotiate a truce on the condition that UFA had to die. Framed by Qin Hui, Yuefei was put into prison under the guise of betraying the country. He denied the accusation even after a few months of cruel physical torture. Qin Hui and his followers failed to find any shred of evidence to prove their charge. When asked by officials who felt compassion toward Yue about what crime he had committed, Qin Hui replied that although it wasn't sure whether there was something that Yue did to betray the country, Maybe there was. The phrase, maybe there was, mo shu yo in Chinese, has been recorded in the Chinese dictionary as an expression to refer to fabricated charges. Emperor Gao Zong was not a supporter of UFA because the general had defied his orders on several occasions. Therefore, UFA was doomed to be a political victim, being murdered in the year 1142 amid accusations of betraying the country that he had dedicated his life to protecting. Twenty years later, 
Emperor Xiaozong ascended the throne to become the second emperor of Southern Song. He is believed to be the most exceptional emperor of the dynasty, demonstrating strong will to recover the lost lands of the empire. In the year 1169, Emperor Xiaozong restored Yuefei's reputation and posthumously granted him the name Wu Mu, in which Wu refers to his military achievements and Mu shows respect. For their part in Yuefei's death, iron cast statues of Qin Hui, together with his wife and two subordinates, were made to kneel before Yuefei's tomb, located by the West Lake in Hangzhou. Since his death, Yuefei has been widely revered as a national hero, evolving into the epitome of loyalty in Chinese culture. Today, people can still see his courage and vision in the poems and calligraphy works he left behind and feel just how much he sincerely wanted to recover his lands and save his people. Well, that's the end of our podcast. Our theme music is by the famous film score composer Rock Chun. We want to thank our writer Liu Wei Tao, translator Yang Guang, and copy editor Pu Ren. And thank you for listening. We hope you enjoyed it, and if you did, please tell a friend so they too can understand the context.